Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Mike Grauber. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer in Zurich, and I will start by giving you an overview of what has happened in the markets. U.S. equities rebounded from a three-week losing streak, even as bullish sentiment in investor surveys continued to deteriorate. All sectors in this S&P 500 rose on Friday, and with the index up 1.5% on the day, it topped its 100-day moving average. The Nasdaq 100 outperformed with a gain of 2.2% on Friday. Asian shares are following with Japanese and Australian benchmarks climbing more than 1%. Markets in China, Hong Kong and South Korea are shut for holidays today. On Sunday, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said she remains hopeful that the US economy can avoid a recession. But she added that, we can't have a strong labor market without inflation under control. And this brings us already to the main economic event this week, the release of the August US CPI release on Tuesday, which is seen as one of the key reports before the Fed rate decision on the 21st of September. While an expected 8% rise in the CPI on the year would suggest inflation is cooling, the focus will be on core or underlying inflation, which is expected at 6.4% year on year. Any major deviation from what is expected is likely to lead to major market moves in markets this week. On inflation and turning to Europe, the UK will be out with its inflation number on Wednesday, where another year-on-year rise of 10.1% is expected. And the ECB will be required to continue raising interest rates if the current trend in consumer prices continues, according to Bundesbank President Joachim Nagel. Consumer price gains may peak at 10% in December, and stay at a far too high level of over 6%, he noted. The euro is gaining this morning on these developments, and it is just below 101 against the US dollar, but flat against the Swiss franc. And staying with Germany, that country is considering direct intervention in the energy market to avoid a wave of insolvencies, the co-head of Chancellor Olaf Scholz, SPD, said. Brent oil is lower this Monday morning at just over $91 a barrel. There is plenty to digest for oil markets this week, including continued concerns over demand, the US's resolve to impose a cap on Russian crude prices, and European powers commenting that they have serious doubts about Iran's commitment to a new nuclear agreement. Turning to crypto markets, after rallying 11% on Friday along with other risk assets, Bitcoin held steady over the weekend and is now just below 22,000 US dollars. Ethereum is starting the week well above the $1,700 mark after having been as low as $1,500 last week. And in geo and political news, Ukraine's counteroffensive has been in focus this week after Ukrainian forces continued their rapid advance in the Kharkiv region, exploiting a retreat of Russian defenses. And Sweden is facing a new political landscape after opposition parties to the current government look to have gained a narrow majority in parliamentary elections. The right-wing Swedish Democrat is now projected to become the second largest party in parliament. Final results will be only in on Wednesday. And with that, US and European equity futures are pointing to a positive start to the week, although only slightly so. And that's all for me from a markets wrap perspective.
And now I'm pleased to hand over to Mentor Pochinci, Head of Technical Analysis, on what the charts are telling us about market action. Good morning, this is Mentor Pochinci from the Technical Analysis team. We would like to focus today on three markets, the S&P 500 first of all. So on Friday, we witnessed a buying thrust. This means that the majority of stocks are now in a short-term uptrend. Historically, broad-based short-term buying has led to further gains. So in the next couple of days, we're watching closely here the next key resistances in the S&P 500, which are at 4,090 and 4,150. Similarly important, we are seeing that the weeks are often referred as the fear index has fallen below its 200-day moving average. And maybe more important, the moving average itself is falling. So this implies that there is here maybe a medium to long-term peak in risks or volatility. Therefore, we continue to think that uh, in September we remain in a volatile bottoming process and equities are more likely than not uh, not to fall to new lows and resume their bottoming process. We see here still no change in leadership, so the US equity market continues to outperform. Um, then to commodities, uh, crude oil, looking at Brent crude oil, we see further evidence of a medium to long-term peak. As long as 102 US dollar caps, we think the risks remain on the downside, and we think that crude oil could follow other commodities and retrace all its gains of 2022. Therefore, we recommend investors to remain short in crude oil. Looking at the fixed income markets, uh, we see that the US 10-year Treasury yield has moved above major resistance at 325. So this implies to us that the medium-term topping process we have been expecting is getting delayed. Uh, nevertheless, we still think that we are here in a medium-term Topping process, this is especially true as long as 350 caps on the upside. On the downside, a break below 275 would here confirm a medium to long-term peak in interest rates. That's all from our side for this week. Back to you. Thank you very much, Mensur. This concludes today's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. We do hope that you'll join us again. Goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.